Did you know a single blood donation could save up to three lives? Be the lifeblood of Australia. Join us and search Give Blood to book your donation with Australian Red Cross Lifeblood today. Give life. Give blood. Hey, Bloodsters. Kirkster here. Just letting you know you're about to listen to an interview with Andrew, who's a group manager at the Lifeblood in Adelaide. We had a fantastic conversation with Andrew for around about half an hour, and we talked about uh, breast milk donations, platelets, plasma, how important it is to make sure that you check that you can actually give blood, and how old and how young you can be to give blood. So uh, sit back, relax, enjoy, and become a donor. That would be fantastic. To Andrew on the new blurt. I can't take it anymore! Good afternoon, good evening, good day, and good morning, Blurtsters, wherever you are around the world. You are listening to the Blurt. We acknowledge the First Nations peoples of this land, the traditional custodians, and pay our respects to their elders past, present, and future. We recognise the ongoing impacts of colonisation and the importance of a voice to Parliament to ensure the sovereignty and self-determination of First Nation peoples is respected and upheld. We commit to working together towards a just and equitable future for all Australians. Hi, I'm Keely, and tonight I'm coming to you from Wurundjeri country, the Kulin Nation of the Woiwurrung people. Sovereignty was never ceded, always has been and always will be Aboriginal land. It is the 18th of July, and I've only got one hand for the show. So, good evening, <laughs> Wensi. How are you doing? Uh, thanks, Kexter. Yes, uh, my name is Wensi, and I am coming to you from the traditional owners of the land on which I live and work, the Yagra and Turbals, Turbal peoples. Uh, sovereignty was never ceded. Um, yes, I do hear that you are uh, incapacitated. What? I am. I am incapacitated, but... What has happened? But you'll like this segue. I don't need a blood transfusion. <laughs> no. <laughs> Good. <laughs> and and the, reason, the reason I say that is because we're very, very lucky tonight. We have uh, Andrew from Lifeblood with us tonight. And uh, we're going to um, grill him like a, uh, a well... Well, um, well charged steak. No, that's not true. We're going to <laughs> to ask what's going on at Lifeblood and what people can do to um, um, to help uh, out as much as possibly and contribute uh, blood uh, platelets and anything else. And I have heard some other things that are being donated as well, so it'll be interesting to ask Andrew okay. about that. Um, okay, so first things first. Yes, I'm in a sling. Yes, my hand hurts a lot. Why is this so? Yes, why is um, it so? Why is this so? Full cream, Hoffner. Um, The <laughs> reason is because I just had a skin cancer removed from my hand. Ooh. And it wasn't a melanoma. It was a, what they call a squasal cell carcinoma. And, um, and they're still a cancer, but uh, they don't do what melanomas do. So they still need to go, but they're yeah. just not quite as serious as you, if you get a melanoma. How big was the cancer that was taken out? Absolutely tiny. Right. How big is the scar? About two and a half inches long. Wow, just to get so, something that's really tiny yeah. out. Yep. Yeah. So it's um, 
yeah, it's pretty painful because if you think about someone cutting straight into your hand mm -hmm. um, and then sewing it back together again because uh. they've taken the skin that should have been there in the first place that isn't there anymore, um, yes, Eek. you end up in a bit of pain. So I I'm, in a, imagine. I'm in a sling because um, I, I don't want to, basically, I don't want to get my hand lower than my elbow. Right. And how long will the pain last, do you think? Oh, that's a great question. Um, <laughs> <laughs> or what um, did they say? A couple of days? Well, a couple of days, yeah. Um, I said to work that I will probably uh, make an arrival on Thursday. Um, I'm not really sure at this stage what I'm going to be able to do with my hand. Um, it's swollen up, swollen up like um, little fat chips at the moment, as you oh, can wow. probably imagine. Yeah. Because, and it's your well, dominant hand too, isn't it? So you're doing yes. everything with your non-dominant hand. Correct. <laughs> wow. Yes. So it's I'm just living that life of, um, you know, people that have any sort of disability that they can't use the other side. It's, you know, it's incredible. Mm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Come <laughs> on. Jokes at the end, Vicky. Jokes at the end. Seriously. No, no. All right. We've got to, we've got to read this one out. Vicky, um, our dear listener um, and watcher, says, at least Wentz is there so you don't have to do the show single-handedly. Oh, come on. Do you have a boom tush? She, she deserves one. She, she does she deserve, does deserve one. Yes. If, I, if, if, I can, if I can actually orchestrate my hand to get anywhere near one, I will, I will try because, seriously, that just deserved one. There you go. go. Yeah. Nice work, Vicky. Very nice work. Um, so yeah, so anyway, that's 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 my my ordeal. But talking about ordeals, um, what's uh what's going on with Swagwatch at the moment in America? What's happening? Gosh, um, as we've covered a few times in the last few weeks, um the directors guild, as we talked, I think two or three weeks ago, they came to an agreement with the studios. The actors were waiting on a deadline when their contract ended, which uh, was last week. Uh, that uh, time frame has come and gone, so they had not come to an agreement. So now the actors are now on strike uh, with the Writers uh, Guild and um, in Hollywood. So what does this mean? Um, some of the immediate impacts that we heard over the weekend and late last week were premieres of movies like Oppenheimer uh, or the actors just, um, didn't attend the premieres or walked off because of the strike action starting around that time that they were doing the uh, the red carpet. So as of now, actors uh, will not be acting, promoting or anything like that. So yeah, so the last time this happened where the writers and the actors uh, went on strike together was about 60 years ago. So yeah. I know Fran Drescher. Fran Drescher's been all over this, hasn't she? Because mm. I think she's leading it. Yeah, yeah. She's the um president of the SAG, I forget the terminology or the SAG AFTRA. Screenwriters and Actors Guild, I think. Yeah, and then AFTRA. So yeah, so that's gonna continue. What are the things that are currently in production that might be affected? Uh there's the Gladiator sequel, which I had no idea was um in production at the moment or no 
people not talked at all. about. Jeez, uh, Russell will have to get in um, into shape for that. I mean, he's oh, you know, yeah. <laughs> I mean, unless <laughs> unless he's not playing the gladiator, which it wouldn't surprise me if he was. Can't imagine he will probably be the father yeah. of the gladiator or something. Yeah, um, maybe, maybe. Yeah, other movies: uh, Ghostbusters Four, Mufasa, The Lion King, Avatar Three and Four. Apparently, even Paddington in Peru might be affected. Can't believe they oh. have an Avatar Three and Four. I thought yeah. they would have stopped it. One. Yeah. Well, didn't two just come out this year or last year? <sighs> Gee whiz, I tried to miss one so hard. I mean, really, <laughs> seriously. It's just, yeah. just not on. Just not on. Yeah. But anyway, um, well, excellent. Thank you very much for that homework. Fantastic job on Swagwatch. Uh, something else that happened today as well was, um, and alluding to my name, Victorian Presser, because um, that's exactly what we had today. We had a, mm. another Victorian uh, press conference um, with um, Daniel Andrews, the Premier of Victoria. And uh, he has said that after doing uh, much uh, investigation, sort of getting actuality costs of what the Games is actually going to cost uh, Victoria. It's going to cost closer to $7 million and the budget was $2.6 uh, seven billion, you mean? Sorry, yeah, seven billion. Yeah, yep. sorry. Yes, yep. and the and the budget that they had budgeted for at the time via the other government, not the one that's in now, i.e., the Commonwealth government, i.e., the um, federal government. Mm-hmm. Uh, when that uh, conversation was had, the budget was made to two point six. Right. Um, okay. And now, when they're going through all the prelims and about to jot, uh, sorry, nail down the contracts, etc. Uh, it's looking like it's more like seven bill and the benefits no. just are not outweighing what the mm. uh, cost layout's going to be. The other interesting thing about that is that uh, every other state and New Zealand have all said none of them are going to no take No thanks. It. Exactly right. I'm not going to touch that one. No, no. So my question is, is that embarrassing for the government? And what happens to the Commonwealth Games now? Does that mean that that is in jeopardy? Well, it's inter- well, it's interesting because the last Commonwealth Games um, had the same issue. Uh, South Africa was meant to be um, hosting it. Durban was meant to be hosting it. They couldn't do it. They withdrew. Birmingham took it over. Oh, right. So it's not, so it's not a you know, it's not a, it's not a big. Yeah, I mean, big really, deal. I mean, let, let's be honest here. Why do we even bother? having the Commonwealth Games. Because really, yeah, the only reason is so that Australia can get more medals than anyone else. I mean, what's the because Yeah, because we, we dominate the, the swim meets. In the Commonwealth Games. Yeah. yeah, in the Com Games. That's the only I reason mean, why we do it. <laughs> what, what's, I mean, what, what is the point? I don't understand it. It's an archaic fallacy that we've been going on for years and years now. And obviously from the Commonwealth, the head of the Commonwealth, mm. we want to sort of really, I mean, if we're serious as a country and want to grow up a bit, you know, sort of looking at being a republic in the next five to ten years. So, you know, um, Commonwealth Games, I'm like, you know, big deal. Yeah. That's good um, practice for our athletes for the big game in the Olympics. Oh, look, it is, but they have much better meets around the world. They have like yeah, international true. meets everywhere, like yeah. really serious world games for what they do if it's sprinting or swimming or whatever. Mm. So, yeah, I don't see yeah. it being a, a major drama. But, um, yeah. yeah, when you have to back down, you have to back down. But, you mm. know, I mean, even the regionals, regionals have come out and said 
no, I understand it. Oh, we're disappointed. Yep. We wanted it, blah, blah, blah. But we're still going to get um, the one billion in housing, et cetera. So we're still happy mm. with the results. Yeah, so, so as long as that continues, yeah. Correct. So that, that's really all you can do from that perspective. Mm. But anyway, um, I think it's probably time to bring Andrew in on our new uh, on our segment tonight on the Blurt on Society. What do you think? Mm. I well, think that sounds good. <laughs> You're the lifeblood of Australia. Search Give Blood and book your donation with Australian Red Cross Lifeblood today. Give life. Give blood. Bert on Good evening, Andrew. How are you doing? Hey, I'm good, thanks. Um, and yourselves? Uh, very, very good. Just before we uh, start, Andrew, we're absolutely thrilled to have you today as a special guest mm. from the Blood yeah. Bank. And we understand the crucial role that uh, it it um, that it has for saving lives and ensuring steady supply of blood and medical emergencies and treatments. And uh, we're fantastic at your insights to the world of blood donation. So uh, thank you very much for being on the new Blood. Hello, thanks for having me. And just I'd like to acknowledge um, I'm on the land of the Ghana people today. And I'd like to acknowledge their elders past, present and emerging. Magnificent. The land of the Ghana people, can you please enlighten our listeners and myself? Because I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm coming to you from Adelaide in South Australia. Right. Okay, fantastic. So I uh, I saw when we had a bit of an email trail, there was something about an Adelaide time and I hadn't appreciated that you were coming from Adelaide. <laughs> <laughs> so I really appreciate that um that you did and uh that the times worked out so that's that's and it is a beautiful part of the country i was only there about a month ago for work only for two or three nights but it is um a beautiful area and the city's nice and especially when you travel outside of of the city into the regions it's quite nice too so it's a lovely place to live are they lovely people to donate blood for you over there in adelaide what, what, what's are, your role yeah. in all of this, uh, Andrew? Yeah, my role uh, with Lifeblood is to, um, to talk to organisations, um, be it corporate or um, community groups, um, and encourage them and educate them on donating and the benefits that donating has to our society. What, what's the, the type of blood that you need the most from, from us? Everyone asks that question, and to be very and to be very honest, we need every type of blood. Every type. Um, for, for 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 everybody to know, there are eight basic blood groups. Um, o positive being the most common, um, and then of course the magic blood that um is the universal blood. O negative, with with around only seven percent have that blood. But saying that, the importance that, of be me. Yeah, so the importance of everybody donating is that. Um, o negative blood being the universal blood. Blood is the blood that's used with our ambulances and um, on, on air, air ambulances. Um, mm-hmm. We need to make sure that we've got a good supply of that, so we don't want to be using O negative blood when we don't have to. Right. Okay. Now I totally understand that because I am of that seven percent. But um, as you would appreciate, Andrew, unfortunately, I've now had um, uh, cancer, uh, yeah. melanoma. So. I don't think the squazal cell one is a massive issue. I'm not sure. You would know more than that than I would. But the melanoma I know definitely is. So from the date that I had my melanoma, I wasn't able to give blood for five years. Um, would that 
now elongate itself with this other one I just had, although it's not a look, melanoma? Look, I'm not medically trained. Um, so that's what cool. we, would say, that's fine. we say to okay. anybody that's had an, um, a cancer or an operation of any type at all, or even who's on medications, the best thing to do is contact us, give us a call, um, and we'll be able to talk you through and just check everything around what's going on. Fantastic. Absolutely brilliant. Um, what I wanted to ask was, I <laughs> there was something I read, and 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 you might not be across this, Andrew, but just it, it's not a it's not a particularly technical question, but it just might be a little bit out of your remit. Um, apparently, people can donate breast milk to the to the blood bank. Is, is that oh, really? right? I mean, Correct. yeah, apparently so. Yeah, so if you could maybe elaborate a little bit on that, would be great. I, I, I had no idea. Yeah, I can. Yeah, we do. We don't just do. We don't just do blood, and that was something that when I joined Lifeblood, I've only been with Lifeblood for eight months. Mm-hmm. So okay. when I joined Lifeblood eight months ago, totally blew me away. But yes, we do have a breast milk bank, um, and obviously that is used for um, for premature babies when a, a mother can't suppress her own milk, mm-hmm. um, and it's best to give the baby human milk as opposed to yep. formula. Um, yep. And fantastic news that we've just actually been given an eight million dollar grant. So we are oh, going to be able to expand that um, across more states as well. Because so where, where are they? Where is that offered at the moment? Is it at every lifeblood, every capital city, or no? It it's just not, a... only in three states at the moment, right. um, and it's not actually done in a donor center. Um, we actually go out to see the um, to see the, the 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 people who are donating. Right. Um, <laughs> do you have regional centers that people can go donate blood, or yeah? We do. We have um, donor centres all the way across the country. So we have our fixed donor centres um, in major major locations. And then we also have our, our donor mobile unit, so our, our big bus. Um, although it's a little bit bigger than a bus, it's actually more of an, like an articulated lorry. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have some things called pop-ups. And pop-ups are where we go to a town for perhaps four or five days every three months and set up a mini um, life, uh, um, lifeblood centre. Mm-hmm. Um, Andrew, uh, I just um, wanted, we were talking before, so uh, as, as we just talked about um, with breast milk, etc. cetera, um, I know platelets and plasma is something you're uh, obviously after as well. And is there any sort of criteria that people obviously need to, to pass to, to do that? Uh, is it just as easy as sort of walking in, filling out a form and then finding that out or would they find that out before they get there? Mm. Um, yes, so um, with both plasma and platelets, um, once you come and donate, we will be able to tell you if you are eligible to donate um, plasma or platelets. Platelets is a little bit more specialised and not so many people can donate platelets. Um, but with plasma, um, we do find that a, a, a lot of people are eligible to donate plasma. Why, why is that? Is it a different process to donating blood? Um, it, it's a very similar process. Um, it, but it's when you're donating plasma, it's a slightly longer process, which involves having that needle in your arm for a little bit longer. So we need to ensure that your vein is strong enough um, to actually be able to hold the, the needle for that long. Because you know what is extremely important is that is your health and safety. You know you're doing an amazing thing when you come into a donor centre to, to donate. So we have a responsibility to make sure that you are okay as well. Yeah. Do you ever get many any people who, who who faint or anything like that? Any incidents like that? Oh, look in in, in every in every in, everywhere in the world. But yes, you do get people that sort of do have a reaction, but it is so minimal. 
Uh, it is it's unbelievable. I think I think I've maybe seen one in eight months. Yeah. Um, and you know, we we have trained um, registered nurses um, on duty at all times. Yeah. Um, so we you know we we've got the right people there if anything were to go were to happen. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's funny that you talk about that because as I said, um, I'm of that seven percent, which is you know quite unique. And as you said, that people thinking is quite unique. It looks like we're pretty unique of our family, <laughs> because um, my other half, when I told her to give blood a while ago, she gave blood far too fast, went to get up and passed out. Um, <laughs> so. Yeah, I, no. I don't I don't know if it's because he's vegetarian and iron was down or I'm not sure. So, yeah, fantastic. Really good question, uh, Vicky. So, yeah, I'm not sure exactly what happened there. So Vicky has asked, uh, she hasn't donated before, and would you maybe able to uh, talk through what happens when someone comes in to donate, Andrew? That would be wonderful. Thank you. Of course, for your I question, can. Vicky. Yeah, of course I can. Look, the first thing, Vicky, is it's really important um, that you, well, here in Australia, you do need to register. So we ask you to register online or via the app. And it's really quick and it's really simple. It's just some basic details. Um, and once you've done that, we ask you to do an eligibility quiz. That's just to check that you are okay to be able to donate. Once you've done all of that, you click and book an appointment and you go into the donor center. Um, the process in the donor center is initially you go and um, grab one of our iPads or our um, tablets and you just answer some questions. You can't answer those questions in advance because we need to know about you on the actual day that you're donating. And from there, you'll go and have a private interview with one of our donor nurses. I'm sure, I'm sure basically, or they'll basically just talk to you about the questions you just answered and go through any of them that we might need to go through. Um, from there, so long as everything is okay, um, you'll go out and you'll complete your donation. Um, if you're donating blood, it takes around about 10 minutes. Um, if you're donating plasma, between 30 and 45 minutes. So um, it should it should take ten minutes to um to give blood, up to about ten minutes. Well, yes, that's probably yeah. why she passed out. It took about <laughs> um, five from and there. Half. Um, yeah, from there we do ask you to stay. We call them couches, so we do ask you to stay in the couch for ten minutes just to make sure you're okay. Um, and then the fun bit happens that we ask you to also remain in the donor center for another fifteen minutes. Um, and long gone are the days of tea and biscuits. Um, oh, that's going to be my next question. <laughs> party pies, sausage rolls, veggie rolls. Um, we'll even make milkshakes for you by hand. Uh, oh, wow. So, and then tea and coffee and things as well. So it's um, it's it's a much different experience now um, when you're donating. I know. I used to absolutely adore donating um for that exact reason uh because they had the really good uh fruit cakes and the really good mm. local biscuits it was really good yeah. um i gotta say though I, I i don't know if there was a, a time that there was sort of the blood bank was slightly defunded or whatever because there was a time that um that area was just um uh it was um manned personed um, a lot less uh, than it used to be, and it used to. It seemed to be far more self-serve, and I just wondered if that has hit the blood bank, and if there hasn't been any funding cuts or anything like that. Oh, look, I'm not across funding um, cuts, funding or anything within within Lifeblood, um, but we do utilise um, a lot of our volunteers in those areas. We've got an amazing group of volunteers that that come in and help us, um, and I think at this point, I'd just like to reach out and thank those because they're just an amazing group of people. 
Are they the nurses and people like that? Or no, nurses or are, behind are, the scenes? are employees. Um, these are yeah. people that come and help in the cafe area, so there's the snack area um, to yeah, make okay. sure that that's all clean, tidy, and up and running for you. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, no, it is. It is a fantastic job they do when um, when they are there. Absolutely, it's uh, it is fantastic, and it's awesome that people are volunteering for uh, such a cause. As you probably know, Andrew, in the states, they pay them to give blood. It's and as I mean, from my uh, humble opinion, I think it's terrible because it actually starts a circular sort of mafia thing that you know uh, someone gives blood and they gave blood to get money because they were desperate. They get that money, desperate. Then they go out. And the mafia is waiting for them. Gets, you know, they get the drugs, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, and the circle continues. And apparently, the screening's nothing compared to what it is in Australia, from my understanding. You know, we do, we do have here in Australia. We do have some of, or some of this that we have the safe, one of the safest blood supplies in the world. And we're we're really proud of, of you know, of the screening that we go through with our donors to make sure that everything is going to be good um, with the donations. What's involved with the screening? Do, do you screen for many of the um, things that could affect the blood or is it just a, a small percentage of things? Because, for example, I'm South American, uh, Chilean by birth, and I haven't donated blood because I was told that um, there's a potential I might have Chagra's disease, even though it's not screened for. Or because it's not screened and tested, then that, that's the reason why I can't donate blood which I'd love to do, but is there a way I can say, all right, I've been tested, I don't have it, can I donate? Yeah. Look, with, with specific um, medic, um, um, things, we do again ask you to contact one of our uh, one of our staff to actually donor nurses to check to say what it is. Um, but you will find a lot of the time you will still be eligible to donate plasma. Mm. So plasma is, um, is that wonderful thing that we can... Um, you can donate um, more more easily um, yep. because it is treated in a different way. Yeah, yeah. I used to donate plasma, then I think life just got too busy and I forgot to go back and and get back into the rhythm. So I think I will have to get back into that rhythm and and start again. You flick me an email, wait, and see, I can get yep. you an appointment whenever you need one. I promise. Awesome. No worries. <laughs> I will. <laughs> Excellent. So it's good oh, to have well, friends on the inside. Uh, it sure does. Um, does does blood and plasma have a use-by date once you've collected it? Um, blood does, um, and this is why it's really important that we we get as many people donating as possible. Um, so I'm, I'm not sure if you're you're aware, but um, currently in Australia, only one, one about one in thirty people donate, um, and and you can donate terrible. blood. And you can donate blood once every 90 days or once every three months. Mm -hmm. Blood, however, only lasts last 42 days outside of the body. So mm -hmm. when we look, when we put the numbers in there, the numbers don't quite stack up. Um, so we are so reliant on our, on our blood donors to be donating that four times a year to keep up with the supply. Plasma is slightly different um, because plasma actually goes off to, um, to an organisation called CSL. Um, and CSL bearing, um, and they actually utilise that plasma in the manufacture of um, the treatments and the drugs, um, for example, for cancer treatments, um, even as something as simple as um, the tetanus um, vaccine that contains yeah. plasma. Oh right. oh, right. I had no idea. Cool. No, me neither. Yeah. Um, just, uh, just a question on that, uh, Andrew. Um, we heard of... Um, 
people doing weird and wonderful things when it comes to donating. There was a couple apparently that donated on their wedding day. What's what's the strangest uh, sort of funniest story or just strangest um, occurrence that you've seen with, you know, people, I don't know, making an occasion to all donate together or whether it was a family or whatever, just, just, just interested. <laughs> Look, part of my role, as I mentioned, is talking to corporates and um, communities and getting those to donate. Um, so, you know, we, we all, at the moment we're in the middle of what's called the emergency services blood drive when we work really closely with emergency services organizations and get them in donating they are just they're just amazingly generous you know every day they're in saving lives and then they come into our donor center and save a few more lives so perhaps a really beautiful one um although it wasn't emergency services that i had just last week was i had a group of nine nurses from the royal adelaide hospital come in and donate before their shift so saved lives before their shift and then went off to work and donated uh, and went to work straight after their donation. Awesome. That's fantastic. That is absolutely awesome. No doubt about it. Uh, Wendy, over you, my friend. Um, what is the youngest and the oldest that you can donate? When can you start and when can you stop? <laughs> yeah, you can start um, when you're 18. So on your 18th birthday. And going back to that last comment, I also had a, a beautiful young lady come and donate on her 18th birthday. And she said that the greatest thing the greatest present she could have is knowing that she had saved up to three lives on her 18th birthday. Oh, yeah. so that's beautiful. Um, it and is your beautiful. First, yeah. And your first donation has to be before your 75th birthday. Now, that doesn't that? mean when you're 75, you've got to stop. It mm -hmm. means that your first donation has got to happen before your 75th birthday. And, you know, we've got What's donors that? late 80s yeah. um, that I oh, see oh, every oh. week in the donors or every other week in the donor centre. So... Right. Yeah, you can go on go on donating as long as you're fit yeah. and healthy. So we should really have a new slogan: "Donate till you die." That's really that would be <laughs> probably. <laughs> and um, what's the busiest time of year for donations that you've seen so far, or that you the hear busiest, of? or the time we need donations? I think it's time the time we need donations the most. Um, we always need donations over holiday periods. Yeah, um, unfortunately. The things that blood is used for, like road traffic accidents, like treating yeah. treatment of cancer, mm. they don't go on holiday. Um, yeah. They're with us 365 days of the year. They don't have the pleasure of jetting off to, I don't know, Fiji or somewhere. Um, so mm. we have major major shortages during the Christmas period, the Easter periods, mm. and when there are, when, yeah. when there are big holidays. So we always ask, you know, they're the times that we really need people to donate. Another time is now, winter time. Mm -hmm. um, one of the criteria for donating is that you have to be fit and healthy and you can't have been sick in the last seven days. Um, it's obviously, you know, meaning a cough and cold season. Mm -hmm. We're seeing around 2,000 more cancellations every week across the country than we would uh, normally right. see. Yeah. yeah, that sort of makes sense. So sort of coming back to that, um, I, I would have thought, I mean, same as sort of um, organ donation in, in this country, um, apparently we're a little bit lapsed on that, I understand. Um, with blood donations, uh, do you think that there could be a situation that we can set it up so it's an opt-out rather than an opt-in? Because I, I think, and I, I may be incorrect here, but I think in some of the Scandinavian countries they've got like opt-outs rather than opt-ins so that you you know you, you're getting as much blood and um organ donation as humanly possible as it were just 
Look, that's something I've never been asked, and I think you know that's, that's something for the um for the powers of be at Lifeblood to look at. But part of the part of donating is you have to actually go and donate. Mm. Uh, so you know you have to physically go to a location to donate. So um we are just totally reliant on on, on people's goodwill, um and then you know going in and donating and doing that selfless act. Mm. Yeah, I think in Chile, from memory, because I lived there for for a period of time when I was a late teen, um, they actually do it in hospitals, and we donate the blood. So it's not necessarily at a blood bank type uh, facility. So is that something that would benefit us here in Australia to also have when people are visiting hospitals that they they could just donate on the spot? Um, again, that's something that would sort of obviously be, be the teams that look after the donation, mm. um, the do, you know, where, where donations are happening to, mm. to, to, to look at and things. But, um, you know, the system we have in Australia at the moment, it, it works extremely well. Mm. Um, the beauty with, of course, having donor centres is they can be in locations close to where people work or close to where they live. Um, so it makes that, that donation process all that much easier. Yeah, yeah, the pop-up and the, the truck that moves around makes it easier, doesn't it? It does. Yeah, no, that's a fantastic initiative. The, the other thing I was going to ask regarding that, um, so did those uh, trucks go into high schools? Or, oh, no, that's right, they can't because they have to be 18 and yeah, 18 above. and above, yeah. But yeah. do they go to universities or, um, you know, do they do they turn up at people's workplaces haphazardly or does it always need to be scheduled and et cetera? Or? No, they are scheduled. Um, so that we, they basically are sort of exactly like, I suppose, another donor centre that they go on a, a regular schedule. Um, but yes, in some in some locations, for example, in Queen, um, in Queensland, um, they actually do go to one of the main universities there, and also at Queens, go to Queensland Tape. So it just depends on where you're located in the country as to where the mobile units will will go to. Mm. Yeah, true. Um, one other question I, I was being, I was curious, um, during the pandemic, did it, did you guys have less donations or more? I can only imagine well, less. <laughs> yeah, look, during the pandemic, we were, obviously we were considered as an essential service. Yeah. So that meant that obviously we could continue to continue operating. Um, for everyone that's been in a donor centre, um, we we met all of the um, the distancing rules um, when you're donating, mm -hmm. um, but we did have to do a few changes, obviously, with um, protection for our donor nurses. Yeah. Um, because of that, I think a lot of people cho chose to to perhaps donate for the first time, which mm -hmm. was fantastic because, of course, some of our existing donors were potentially or potentially had got COVID. Um, so we found during that time we, we we were okay. We kept up with the requirements that we needed. Um, there was less of a demand, of course, as well during that period because there were less operations and things happening. So the need for blood in hospitals actually did mm. reduce. Yeah, that's true. I I remember um, just during the pandemic um, uh, giving blood because I did give it during the pandemic and it was it was really good because it meant I could get out of the house, drive my car. Um, park it somewhere and uh, you know and as you say safe distance it was really really well done and um yeah absolutely hats off to the uh, blood bank it was it's superbly well done um they made sure that there was uh, equal distance between um patients etc so that uh we were you know getting the meterage right and all those sort of things mm. so 
Um, but also, yeah, it was a fan. I mean, <laughs> it's fantastic to donate, but the double E sword wars you got out of your house. So, and I think, look, I'm not, I, I, I've been in South Australia, we didn't, didn't go through the lockdown, some states went through, but my understanding was, um, you were actually allowed to, that was over and above your allotted time out of, out of the house. That's exactly correct. Yes, as you yeah. say, it was an essential service. So <laughs> I, I definitely took that essential and service. You, you took you took that advantage of that kickstar. I did. I did indeed. It was what was it? Six months of lockdown in total for you guys? I don't know. It's more than that. Um, <laughs> you, you can thank you can thank New South Wales for at least three and a half months of it. So yeah. um, you know. But anyway, that's a long time ago. I'm not. Let's I'm not, not start that no. war again or restart. No, I, I don't want to have the memories. I'm sorry, I'm not going back there. Um, Andrew, thank you so much for coming on the show and um, answering uh, our questions and our viewers' questions. Absolutely brilliant. We are so much more enlightened uh, before having you on, and um, really appreciate what you're doing down there. We will keep pushing the blood blood bank on our show as we do every week. And um, just, yeah, just really, really appreciate your time. Um, Wednesday, yep. I'm going to have to let you do the other bit because I've only got one hand. So no it's worries. not free so, at the moment. So. Before, before, yeah. we, before you go, can I just yes. put a massive yes. shout out, thank you to all of our existing donors. Um, they are, as I said, an amazing group of people. Um, and, yeah, you know, we are, we are so reliant on them. So to our existing donors, thank you so much. And for those of you that haven't donated before, honestly, it's really easy. It's really simple please register and go and donate and help save some lives. Exactly. Listen to nice Andrew Blurtsters, please. That would be wonderful. Yes, Brigitte is very interesting and thank you. So hopefully we'll get a new donor by, from Vicky and it will encourage me to go back and start donating plasma. So thanks very much, Andrew. Thank you. All right, thank have a great good. evening. Yeah, thank thanks you so much for your time. Thanks, Andrew. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. The new blurt is brought to you by Wensi and Kickstarter, usually on a Tuesday evening. You can catch us on all the socials, as they say, the Blurt YouTube channel. We have a Twitter Blurt handle, and there is a Blurt Star Facebook page as well. So, if you're interested in getting getting in touch, blurtstar at gmail.com, and we will get back to you as soon as we can if you've got any questions. Until next week, there'll be another feed coming at you. Has been a Get Off The Glass Productions, brought to you by Wincy and Kickstarter.